Welcome to today's podcast episode. It is Monday, November 7th. Cooler, to- cooler today. Finally feeling a little fall. I like it. I like it because it's also very sunny. So it's that, it's that in-between weather where you don't know if you should wear a jacket or not. If you don't wear a jacket, you're just a little chilly. But if you do, you're sweating. And inside, inside offices, do we turn the heat on or do we turn the air on? I don't know. Um, as you might feel, uh, the heat is blasting in here. Do you, do it you feel it? It is warm in here. Because uh, the heat went on. And Sorry. our HVAC system here is is absolutely horrid. Um, I, I come dressed to work thinking I have to take clothes off. I have to put them on. I'm very fortunate and and this is the whole building. Like two studios apart could be like twenty degrees difference. One could be hot, one could be cold. I at least have the ability here um, to to do it before they they had HVAC, and I can open up the door. Luckily for my coworkers, I have my own office because two things happened today. One, I forgot my deodorant. Just don't judge me; I'm human. And two, my office was blazing hot, so you can imagine what I smell like at the moment. You probably can't. Like, you're still a distance away from me, but... I have a large nose. You do? <laughs> God. So can you smell me? No, I can just smell the heat being on. Yeah. Um, let's let's start with the serious spray. thing, and then we've got a lot of other a lot of other fun things to get to. Sure. Um, a story from six years ago has come back up, and uh, I I don't have anything definitive. I can share some some hearsay things, but that's all there seems to be. So uh, six years ago in 2014 in Sylvania, people will probably remember the story. Uh, the kid's name is Mitch Miller. He mm. did something awful to Isaiah Crothers Myers. And uh, I know his, I knew his mom a little bit. She used to visit the radio station. Major couponing lady, like her, oh. and, I, her and I had a bond. Like yes, she, she's the couponing lady of of Toledo of the she's area. Probably who we need right now in this recession. For real, for mm. real, for real. Um, I'm not going to re- rehash the story. You can look it up. Um, and I don't know what 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 uh, Mitch's punishments were. Mm-hmm. Um, Let's just fast forward to, to, to now. Like it kind of got let go, and I think he he had he got drafted two years ago. Mitch mm-hmm. Miller got drafted by the Arizona Coyotes, um, but then he was he was let go because of what happened again all those years ago. It was 2016 when this happened. Uh, it's come back up again because um, on Saturday the Boston Bruins wanted to sign Mitch Miller to. The their AHL team, which is like the Mud Hens level to the mm-hmm. Tigers, like one mm-hmm. level below mm-hmm. their professional team, and I I was surprised because uh, I hadn't heard anything of this. But hey, it's six years later. Like I'm hoping this kid learns his lesson. He's reformed. He saw how awful it was what he did, and it was awful. It was it was well beyond normal bullying and name calling and stuff like that. Um, real physical torment. Um, but. Then a day late. Actually, last night I come home after we got done the the, um, the talent show thing, and I see yes, the deal was off. Now the commissioner of the league said he was ineligible to play in the league as of Saturday. Um, didn't say much more than that. Like there's very very fuzzy details with all this, and I at least to me because this is a local story, the details are very important because some of this is deeply concerning to me, and you might not think why. Uh, so the deal last night was called off by the Bruins. Um, 
some players on the, on the team said had some things to say. We're important in the community. Uh, this doesn't fit with us. Now, I hope none of those players have done anything, not to this level, but I hope you have clean resumes as well because they were pretty staunch against this. And I'm going to leave that part alone. Uh, the Bruins general, and obviously there was fan outcry. Mm-hmm. And, and let me give you the quote from their general manager who was deeply remorseful that they did this. Um, we take pride in what we do in the community. We hold ourselves accountable. Uh, Cam Neely's a former Boston, great Boston Bruin player, like up there with like the Red Wing greats. Said he plans to reach out to the family of Meyer uh, Meyer Crothers. We dropped the ball, and I'm here to apologize. I'll say it again. I want to apologize to Isaiah and his family. It's something they shouldn't continue to go through. Um, Why did the Bruins believe Miller deserved a chance in the NHL after the Coyotes passed? From everything I heard, he was working on himself, working in programs to better himself. I understand the impression it was a 14-year-old kid who made a really, really bad decision and did some horrible things, and he's 20 years old now. I was under the impression that he, in the last six years, had done a lot of work on himself. The Bruins president said they could have dug deeper on Miller. Um, there was a quote on Saturday that used the word mistake, which Isaiah's mom, Joni, kind of laughed at. Now, look, you're just doing verbal gymnastics there. Uh, mistake it seems like a, a light word or it was like a one-time thing. Apparently, uh, Mitchell tormented Isaiah since like second grade or something. So the Bruins walked away from this, mostly because the, when the players spoke up, that, that was that. Um, I don't know that I, I from hearsay I know that maybe Mitch is is still kind of a snotty kid, snobby kid. But I don't know that he isn't completely remorseful and apologetic for what he did and he has not I don't know that he hasn't become a better person. That's but I would say you're right. We don't know. And, and it sounds I mean sounds like you and I have two different perspectives. I think which is good for the sake of the show. We don't know, you know, and it seems like there may have been some new information. There and wasn't. It, it allegedly there is. There, they ha- are they going to share it? Is no, my question. There's not that, and that's my problem with this. Did they say uh, that there's no new information, or are they just made a mistake? There was something. There was something. Uh, there's there's a tweet that Jordan put out. Uh, yeah, Jordan Strack that, put out last night. On that tweet, it says that they stated based on new information and. What is it? Right, because that's what I want to know. That would that's entail what I know. that Mitch has continued to be a jerk. That's what I would like to know. And I imagine, and, and, if are they going to share it? And you should. They because should. if not, you continue to damn a kid for something that's six years old. And at, at redemption in our eyes is different for every person. Sure. I know there are people who still don't forgive Michael Vick. I, again, as... Outraged as anybody at the time. Uh, I I saw what he did. Now, I can't see everything. We don't know everything. We talk about this all the time. But what I saw of him, uh, I believe he he, he understood what was wrong. He he did his time. And mm-hmm. if you want to be pissed off, be pissed off at the judge for only giving him two years in a federal prison. Um, if Mitch Miller did something awful beyond normal bullying, he didn't kill anybody. You might want to say this is... It's not sexual assault. It was a kind of assault. But how long, if he has... It, I'm going to go into the assumption he's a better person. He's probably not a perfect person. He might still be kind of a jerk. I don't know. I hope he's not doing anything like this anymore. And if he's not, how long does he have to wear this scarlet A? 
I I don't know if he has. I, it depends on what he wants to do with his life, and I think that unfortunately, on the local level, and maybe a little bit on the national level, this could be the example of what you do in your life matters. And if you want a certain career or a certain life for yourself, then you need to live by a certain set of standards. But he didn't know back then that he'd be an NHL player. Yeah, but he did know back then that what he was doing was incredibly oh. wrong. Oh, yeah. So you know, and I think that I think that so we have we seem to have two different perspectives. I agree that he shouldn't have to carry this scarlet letter for the rest of his life, but he's not going to be in public. He's not going to be in a position where people may look up with privilege in this way. Like you know what I mean? He may not be able to be in a position of privilege, you know. I I think and I don't disagree. And that might be where we are as a culture, which mm-hmm. I have a problem because that swings too far the other way. Because I believe, and as much as like we are an interesting society, we love to give people, we love to, I don't know which direction to say this in, we love to tear people down, but we love to give people second chances. Um, and I, and I, I think- Do we? We do. We do. Uh, we have second re- chances. The tearing people down. I agree. Second chances. Yeah, I don't have any good examples off the top of my head right now. And maybe we've we've moved away from that. But we do like stories of redemption and whatnot. And maybe we shouldn't have allowed some of those people to redeem themselves. Um, on Friday or Saturday, it was Saturday. I think the Nets gave Kyrie Irving a list of things he has to do saw that. for him to be allowed back. The scary thing is, I haven't heard a peep from him that he's going to do this. And where is a list for Mitch? And if he has done these things, he should defend himself because and and that on the other side scares me in that like maybe he's looked in the mirror after this and said I, I haven't done enough me doing a couple of volunteer hours training some you know kids in hockey have that's we, not enough had we have we heard from him or his Nothing. representatives and that's what worries me yeah you know what i mean that's what worries me because if if you have no room to speak, then it's because there is, in fact, maybe some new information. You have, in fact, not lived the life that you agreed to to kind of recover from something like this. Like, if he has no room to talk, then he's not going to. So I'm curious what's going to come out in the, in the next few days about this, if anything. If nothing comes out and he doesn't attempt to defend himself or his camp doesn't attempt to defend himself at all like I imagine if he had been doing the work if he had in fact improved his life if he had in fact learned from his mistakes he would be vocalizing those things right now and he's not yeah and that's where I'm like there may be another side to this where this problem this might have been the best decision and, and he may have to choose another career. Yeah, wh- where he's not in the spotlight and can be yeah. parsed apart. Like, you might have to work he at Target. He may have to choose it. Well, you Sell know. insurance. <laughs> yeah, I know what you're saying. Um, another career. And I, I I would like to know, to a degree, what the Bruins may or may not have uncovered. Or if they're just... I get the sense, as things are currently worded, they didn't. they couldn't handle... They weren't prepared for the outcry and the outrage... And they didn't manage it well. Mm. I don't think they have any new information. I think their new information is, we didn't expect this. Mm. And, and until somebody says anything else, that's what I'm going to go with. And that's their prerogative. Sure. And they, they weren't, they're they not going to miss any wins because they don't have Mitch Miller. And that's the other side of this. And this this applies to any organization. We see it mostly in sports or a little bit in, in, in Hollywood. If you're really good, there's a different set of rules for you. If you're... 
Name it. Name an athlete that you know and like. LeBron. Not at that level, because he's a he's like the he's Taylor Swift. He's his own genre. Um, you use Kyrie Irving. Yeah. All right. Kyrie Irving is getting all of this this extension because of the gifts he's been given. Mm. If this was the eighth guy on the roster, he'd be gone. But yeah. talent gets different rules, and that's applicable, unfortunately, in every workplace. So what's happening with Kyrie is interesting because didn't Kyrie did he apologize? He did ap- explain to me what his apology was. He did the, uh, for lack of a better way to put it, I'm sorry if I, if it, or I, I, he didn't even say I'm sorry, but it was the, 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 the offhandedness of, I'm sorry if you were offended. Like he had three, I think, press conferences to explain and apologize. When somebody said, are you anti-Semitic or something to that degree? He, what's the obvious answer? No. Right, right. That's the only answer. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't care if you are deeply anti-Semitic. If you want to keep your your wonderful job and paycheck, you say no. Lie through your teeth. He didn't say no. And until the NBA Players Association, his owner, uh, and the commissioner of the league, who is Jewish and mm-hmm. actually pretty good with like league discipline, mm-hmm. And a little bit more predictable than other leagues. Um, until all that came down on him, then, then I think on Friday, he finally apologized. Because there was a point, I think in the middle of last week, he offered a half a million dollars to like, the Anti-Defamation League and, and Jewish leaders. And they declined it because he was just being so obstinate. So that's why I don't, I don't take the apology. Because you had three opportunities mm-hmm. and... Every, everyone was after you. Everyone who is responsible for giving you what you have, they were against you. Then, then you said you were sorry. So I, I don't, I don't believe it. So I have a theory, and I have to say it. I want to say it as elegantly as possible, uh, because I don't want it to appear as though I am sympathetic to to. Kyrie and what's going on, if that makes any sense. I have followed publicly and I have seen, like nationally, and I've seen things locally in my black community when it comes to this kind of conversation. This isn't the first time I've seen something like this before. We know Kanye has made some very inappropriate comments and... um, Oh gosh, I'm thinking of some other uh, people of color that have made comments. I think of, the Louis Farrakhan types. Of, correct. But I think that where we have a struggle, at least locally, so your layperson, myself, and, and other people in the community, like there's still so much of our history that we don't know. You know, like there, it's so complicated. It, who were the first men? Who who were this? Who were? It's so complicated, and our history was told in such a way for such a long time that we take ownership in educating ourselves and and on our own. But then you're left to your own thoughts and your own devices, and you're having to come up with these theories on your own. And then when you defend them publicly like this, or you share them when you don't necessarily have all of the knowledge, you just have enough knowledge of what you've researched for yourself because you know you're kind of we're left to our own devices because we know we can't really trust the education system that we're getting. If that makes any sense, we we can because we're intelligent people. Like I actually give Kanye a tiny bit of a pass because. Mm-hmm. He's not medicated right now. That's pretty obvious. <laughs> yeah. He's he's disputing his diagnosis. Kai, 
which is another sign that mm-hmm. he is not where he mm-hmm. he can be and has been. Mm-hmm. Um, this is not an episode for Kyrie Irving. This is. Hi. Hi. Thank you. I didn't know if you were recording or yeah. not. We had a lot of calls for the uh, Ohio State thing. Did you really? We're off and running. Yeah. I'd love to hear that. Did we do the Metro Parks thing? Well, what's the Metro Parks thing? The, uh... Oh, that, that, we didn't get to that. Oh. Um, this is not an episode for Kyrie Irving. No. He, he believes the earth is flat. So people who were like stunned that he said these things, if you believe the earth is flat, you'll buy anything. Like he got on the internet and like looked this stuff up and, and didn't stop and go. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> no, exactly. I, I 100% agree with that. And I think the difference between Kyrie and where he really should have had some forward thinking here, the difference between Kyrie and like Kyrie from Toledo is like, Kyrie Irving has this huge platform and so when you're mm, yes. when you're when you're sharing information that is um, potentially that not potentially that is offensive that is misleading that maybe isn't giving the full story there is no explanation to what you're trying to say you know or th- then this is what this is what you're going to get yourself in and I think compared to Kyrie from Toledo where he shares it and people just kind of like move on from it this isn't the first time I've seen this conversation and I think there is an ongoing a little bit dispute between some individuals people in the black community that have ideas like Farrakhan and 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 what we know as education you know and people in the Jewish community and I'm I'm trying to think like why is that why do we keep coming to this like disagreement and again that's not going to be something that we hash out anywhere here on the podcast because I think that there's a lot of information that I don't know you know but at the same time I clearly know what's anti-semitic like you know well, you you know these things the holocaust was 80 years ago like mm. we've got a pretty good idea of of the horrors that happened mm-hmm. and any any way of trying to rationalize it is but I don't lunacy. Think, I don't think it's rationalizing that, at least from what I think the viewpoint that I'm getting at is it's not rash. It's well before the Holocaust. I'm talking about before there was modern society. Oh, yeah, I get that. Like, that's where the disputes are happening, and that's where, well, black people were this, and people of color, and that's part of the disputes that I'm seeing and the conversations that I'm seeing and the the literature that I'm seeing being shared and it's like we're doing this all with our own like we're doing our own research doing our own research is dangerous spe- when there's millions of things to look at you know you can't get a clear view of what's actually happening when there's you have you know what I mean we we can do our own research <laughs> because we are properly educated people but this is what happens when you believe the earth is flat. You will buy anything and then you share things and that's that's the trouble to your point of Kyrie Irving versus Kyrie Toledo. Yeah. He and that's why you had like black Jew this, black Jew that on on Twitter and you rally up the other people who believe the earth is flat. And this is why we're we have such a uh, there are people who are scared about tomorrow for voting yes. and whatnot. Like, we can do our own research, and we can discern the sources, Mm -hmm. and what's bullshit, and what isn't. And we can get confused. We're not going to know everything. We're going to go back and say that was wrong. We can get confused. We are reasonably educated people, and unfortunately, it's the people who are not who are susceptible to these ideas, and these seeds are planted, and when you have this power, clout, and following, you create immense havoc. I think I... 
I think I tend to make people angry. And we talk about like phrases that we never forget about youth is wasted on the young, those kinds of things. I think one of the phrases that I just live by is like, all I know is I know nothing at all. And I think that that's easy to it helps me navigate these kinds of conversations. But it makes people like maybe Kyrie or Toledo Kyrie incredibly angry because I just how do you know? How do you know? Like when we're coming to conversations with such convictions and it's like, can you believe this? And I'm like, I mean, and these days with all the verbal and narrative gymnastics you mm-hmm. can do. Exactly. I, I, I get it. But there are some things that are absolutely provable beyond reason of a doubt. Sure. Like, sure. I hate to scare people. But there are science that says no one is going to fall off the end of the earth. <laughs> Science? Um, What's that? And I and I'll tell you this: What do you does Does anything rattle me? Stupid people. Okay, that was I was just being sarcastic. Does anything? Have you ever seen anything rattle me? Mm, no. So last week, when this motherfucker was on his thing and and inciting people, I at least had the thought: So this is what it's like to be a black person or a woman. Or homosexual. When synagogues are shot up, mm. doesn't doesn't freak me out. But because that's like a one-time horrific incident. But when someone with such a following who is known across the globe can get online and type something out and incite tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands, that that I wasn't afraid, but I at least welcomed the idea of fright in my mind and I was able to empathize with my people like I just mentioned like no other time ever before mm-hmm. because it it uh, you're saying you don't often feel like a marginalized population but the old but part of we are mm-hmm. the originally are. marginalized population but I think that's the dispute so that's that's where and so that's where you see especially on social media god bless damn it, social media. Like you see that dispute because it's almost like the battle of who's got it worse. Who was more marginalized than the other? Who did this and who did that? And it's like, you guys, you know what I mean? Chill, chill. I think that that for me, that sometimes that's what it comes down to. The OG, the original. And that is what I learned growing up because it's my religion. So of mm-hmm. course you're going to teach that you're the ones that mm-hmm. were, were, enslaved mm-hmm. and should I question it? No, I, I mean, I, I could, mm-hmm. but I'm not going to. The only thing I will ever, I mean, I can't go back to the building of the pyramids and do a religion check on everybody. But I, <laughs> but I, I, I will, I, yeah. one thing that everybody should agree on, like this part of the earth that we're talking about, there were no white people. <laughs> but I also think that that, but so, so when, with you saying that with such conviction and it's like, this was my education, this is how I was taught because you were taught by your own community right. where I think as far it, black people in the black community, we were taught by those who marginalized us. You know what I mean? But, like we were, our, our books were created by the folks that colonized us. So it was like mm-hmm. we're learning about our history from the people that that forced the history on us. And so how then do you learn what your true 
I mean, we, we have we're forced to learn it in our own way, which leaves us to our own like knowledge to be able to do it accurately. Well, you that, know, that's that's different than how I learned because I learned from my people. No, who, I know, who, who are the and losers. it's such a bless. Well, but but I'm saying, but the, but you're able to learn a more accurate piece of your history. Hopefully. You know what I mean? Ideally, Hopefully. ideally, and and it's you don't really think about it. And, and at the time, you probably weren't thinking about it at all. I, I know when I was, like, in school, I wasn't like, it's the white man's book. <laughs> you know what I mean? I wasn't, like, refused. I wasn't doing that. I wasn't even thinking that way. It wasn't until I got older. And as a society, we started to kind of open our eyes to what was actually happening to then realize what a blessing that is to be able to learn in from your own people. You know what I mean? And learn your history and you're getting your education from the culture that you that you are subscribed to, you know. No, I get it. And should we have had I've said this about like <laughs> political leadership. Should we have had all the faith in these institutions of leadership and beyond where we've lost it now? Not really. We shouldn't have had it all the way, but but adversity has ripped things apart and that's what what COVID did. And but I'm not also I'm also not saying that there was indoctrination as we were growing up in a mele- in elementary school. I'm going to completely change the subject. Yeah. Because I thought about this as we were talking about the topic before we got to this. Why? And maybe it's because the American people, referring to the U.S. alone, they're voted in. The representatives are, are they, they're voted in by, ideally, by us. Why is it that someone like Mitch Miller can't do what he does for making that mistake in 2016 but we have countless politicians that we know for oh, that yeah. have hired prostitutes trafficked pro- trafficked kids like <laughs> grabbed women by the cooch you know and they're like yeah you can be president what because people saw i i am sure i know that's probably really frustrating for him but to your point you're much less likely to be written about if you're a state representative, sure. Derek Merritt, who's running against... There was a commercial on the station earlier that called Erica Radical. <laughs> I had to fucking laugh out really? loud. Really? I heard Erica's uh, commercial, but I didn't hear the one... I didn't hear her like uh, opponent's commercial, but I am sick and tired of hearing the commercial about uh, the one dude that stormed the Capitol. Majewski? Majewski. I, I had to tell Erica, because I, I told her that, and we've been texting today, and I wished her some luck. I'm like, just go have some pizza tonight. Mm-hmm. Um... I said, at least it's so preposterous, it's not even arguable. Mm-hmm. Like, because radical is not you at all. Sure. Um, but the sports world is not even a cottage industry. It's a volcanic industry mm-hmm. as opposed to some lesser known politician. And they take their beating every now and then. Sure. Remember the wheelchair, the good looking wheelchair guy from North Carolina? Oh, yeah. Like, who nobody wanted. Like, everybody <laughs> equally hated badly. him. Right, right. Um, and those people are out there. You're right. They've done awful things, and maybe they get briefly publicized, and then they just go away. But there's something different about like when you get sucked into the sports uh, conscience. Because hmm. um, you're right. He should be mad. And I, and I hope, not that any, anybody in his circle will listen to this, but I, I hope if he's done really great things, like let us see you helping old, little old ladies across the street. And if not, I, I think it's fair to go... You might be sorry, but he didn't do all he needed to do in the culture that we live in to get another chance. When all else fails, he can be a motivational speaker. 
<laughs> like this For has been what? such a shit show. Yeah. And if he is in fact recovered in any way, he can be a motivational speaker about how to grow from your mistakes. But he's gonna need a career shift. Like it, he's just going to need a career shift. And unfortunately, you now have to think about your actions down to that age. You just do. I mean, they youth were learning that. I mean, they've been learning that for the last maybe five years. But I think that this is a good example. If you have any hope of having any kind of career where you're in the public or you're looked up to in any kind of way. Yeah. You know, and you're not a rapper or or maybe even a singer like you're going to have to think about your actions and decisions. And but the same goes for like if you but it, as an athlete, I guess that's that's that is true. I mean, there are there are countless not countless, but there's enough. It's once or twice a year some baseball player gets nailed for a tweet when he was 16 and he was dropping the n-word. You but hope, you you hope you you hope you make the major leagues. You would have been just being, benched. You're well, I, in the in in high it's at sixteen you would have been benched for that. But nobody sees it because you have one hundred eight uh-huh. followers. Sure. And then you hope you make the major leagues, and then you do, and then you forgot you dropped an N word, and then you've got to say, "Well, I was just repeating rap lyrics." We know, but that's why you've heard me say before. When we say stuff, when I say things on the air, wherever I put them, you kind of have to pro- you have to know your audience, and then predict who the audience could be, and then predict. W- if someone saw this and didn't get the context, could they think the worst? It, mm. it, 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 it's such mm-hmm. a thorny area. Mm-hmm. Uh, let me do a quick traffic report. We'll swing things around. Uh-oh. An earlier incident on 23 is now cleared up. No unusual slowdowns or accidents at this time. That's your Cumulus Toledo right now traffic. Um, One last aspect. And to just be fair... um. We don't know about like the other side as as well. Like we're we're inclined as a especially now as a as a culture and society to obviously give the victims a hundred percent of our ears, right? Right. Uh it was not long after it was not long after that incident that we knew between Mitch and Isaiah. Uh his dad, I believe, punched uh, a soccer referee. At a some Sylvania League game, as we know, parents of children that are in competitive sports can get very uh, but, excited. And while there is definitive proof of the awful thing that um, Mitch did, it allows us to again plausibly call in the question of Isaiah and his circle of. They see Mitch through a certain lens, and that lens is probably pretty dark. Mm-hmm. But how much, how much credence should we give your word? And I'm I'm not victim blaming, but no. I can I can victim doubt because again we just don't know every. Maybe Mitch has tried, and I'm just this is just me playing lawyer. He is he maybe he made attempts to reach out, and he was I I don't know I don't think he was, but. We can question the other side as well. We could, but... And when was that? When was the... Do we know when? Was it after the incident with Mitch? Which? The father punching the referee. Oh, yes. It was briefly after. With a devil's advocate, 
again, and may, and maybe because I have had experiences where my parents had to cut in and and let someone know. Like you know, I've per, I've played sports where I was the where we were the minority team and the the referees were from the other. You know what I mean? The other side of the tracks, if that makes any like sense. Like somebody somebody riled you Potent, up. Or, there was racism that happened in games, and if this was directly after the incident, no, I've, absolutely. No, the, this wasn't directly. And I think if it was been, after the incident that you, you never know what that backlash he was facing, like Isaiah and his family were facing they could have been getting death yep. stares because how dare you hold this kid accountable you know what i mean like, i think this if i recall i think this was just an overzealous dad pissed at a ref maybe. and with not that stuff but you're you're right you're right there's also a lot of this stuff in sylvania oh, and yeah. perrysburg oh yeah oh yeah i mean i've i've played again i played organized sports until i was 20 and um you get parents that get overly involved but then you have referees that are literally looking the other way while you're being assaulted on the court like i I was basketball player um you get uh coaches that look the other way when you're being bullied because i was a swimmer and i was the only black girl on the team so like i have all of these lived experiences so there's a hundred different reasons why a parent would get involved but as we saw yesterday there's also zero reasons why a parent would get involved and they're still involved so (laughs) you know what i mean what are you gonna do we had a good time at the talent show we got the host last night we did have a good time at the talent show Uh, uh, many people were asking me who who was your favorite and i can't i don't have an answer for that because i mean uh I, i think we have a couple I really don't, but because I, I, the only answer I can give you is who I enjoyed, and the answer is all of them, who I enjoyed chatting with most backstage. I really didn't spend enough of my attention watching the full performances. I did. I loved them. I was so proud of each of the the youth, the young people that competed because there was a fair amount that were nervous. Yeah. And then when they got out there, it was like, good for you. You know, some of them had to keep going through some difficult uh errors Collie Moore uh well also the the other one of the other folks one of the other young people forgot their words on one of the songs and kept going so that also happened um my favorite may have been the five-year-old gymnast and then obviously Miss Talkie um, yes it's a good thing she was unjudged yeah so, I got her mom so I got the, her mom the five-year-old gymnast and her family I adored them I hope to see a little more from her like I want to see like Malia? a little I, Malia, yeah, I want to see like a little feature on the news, like a local something about this five year old gymnast. That was so cute. Loved Talky Talkerson, and um, I think the dance teams did really well. They were all, super energetic. I don't know. I didn't. So I did not know that there was like an applause meter. Did you know that? Yeah, they used the phone. I had no idea. And so when I was when we were like you know between the top three. And we had them give applause. I could not tell the difference. Yeah. I I could not. And I we were separated from every bit of the judging and every bit of the process and the fact that it was a polished style. Like we had nothing to do with that. We were just out there doing our jobs. I could not tell. I don't know how anyone could. Ha- I don't know how a phone would have been able to determine that unless the phone was in the middle of the unless one of us were holding it all the way in the back by the projector. You know what I mean? Right in the middle. I have no idea how someone would have been able to tell that. I was going to question the validity of the the, the app. Like, yeah, it, how accurate is it? And you're right. 
I mean, forget about like its functionality. It was in the right part of the building. It, and, and at that point, I know this isn't what people sign up for. And this is kind of like they will. It's not everybody gets a trophy, but and this is something you kind of decide from from mm-hmm. from the outset. Like we're picking a top three and they're all going to split it. Mm, no, I I mean if you're gonna have I liked the fact I did like actually the Apollo style at the end. Um, I liked that they had judges score, pick the top three, and then the crowd picks the um, the, the winners. Winner. I've seen it done where the 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 people the teams that are being determined then just leave the room. Like I've seen that, or they I think we had enough space on the stage where we could have had them all up on the stage. Oh, that um, would have been a mess to eliminate not knowing who. You know, because we were putting limits on who could scream in the crowd and who couldn't, which is impossible. It was. I mean, it was. It was a. It was a real challenge. And I. And I'm a. I'm a little sad for the families that felt disappointed or felt like jilted, um, that left unhappy. I think that Tracy was well intended, and I think that there was just some things going on there that made it in the end a little bit chaotic. But the talent that was up there, and that's the other part, especially when you're like a mom or you're a coach and your young person is working their tails. I remember what it was like to lose in a competition like that and feel absolutely devastated. Um, and so I, I um, and I think that there may have been a little reason for some people to feel that way last night. So that's why I'm kind of like, that was hard to watch, especially knowing that we had no say in what was going on. Like, you know what I mean? Like, we didn't really have. Sometimes you and I can provide insight from another perspective or seeing it from a, in a different lens. And it was just like, it. Yeah, it is what it is. That was a little rough. I'm curious if it would have just been based off the judges. Mm-hmm. And if there was equal, there could be, there could have been an equal amount of discontent. And the last thing you want is those parents in the faces of judges. Like, it, and it's, I don't know. And, and this is what you think so. Well, I just told you about a dad punching out a referee, and you've seen. I, we talked earlier about uh, Colin and Andrew are a little young for this, but a little older than that. They're oh. feisty parents. Oh, I was feisty at a game, that, a baseball game. They had this. We talked about this on the show this last season, where I was completely displeased with the coaches and how this team was running their operation. But I think that in this case, it was a little more clear. Like I think what was unclear was the applause part, but I think the talent piece of it because I did watch a fair amount I think it was a little bit more clear and that's why there was some that's why there was some disappointment in the eyes of the kids and uh, and then discontent with the parents you sent me a text Saturday evening and ooh what'd I say you said did you see the Aaron Carter story oh and, <laughs> and I never text on the weekend within a fraction of a second I'm like, I didn't even have to look it up I'm like, I'm like he died he yeah. died. I mean, yeah. he he was very high up in the death pool, and I think yeah. he would have admitted that himself. I I go I mean, I googled his name earlier. Um, it looks like he had lost custody of his son a month ago and was back in the rehab. Yeah, he was. He's definitely been battling some drugs, and I think maybe some mental health, like a more I mean, serious mental health hand diagnosis. In hand. Most of the time, yeah, like but a more serious mental health diagnosis compared to like. You know, some people that just that are diagnosed with depression also use drugs, but not necessarily diagnosed with like bipolar or schizophrenia. Um, 
And I think he may have had one of the more serious diagnoses. And yeah, I knew I knew that. I like I text you right away. By the way, we should text more on weekends. Like I don't know why where that rule if I'm came awake. from. Because I'm not awake. Maybe it was you. Maybe I got tired of my texts going unanswered. Yeah. Um, but you answered all of mine this weekend, which was fun. Um yeah, when I saw that, I wasn't as sad as other people were because I think I knew, like, we talked about this a while back, and I think it might have sounded a little insensitive from us, but we said, you know, I didn't have this person on my scorecard or, you know, that that kind of thing. And it's like, we knew, like, just based on his trajectory, there's some people that have escaped, like, Lindsay Lohan, you know, and then there's others, Amanda Bynes, that, that kind of get their life managed and they do a little bit better and then there's others where it's like like Demi Lovato and Britney Spears are way up on my list really oh, God, yeah. oh no I wouldn't add them to my list I mean they're definitely like on a list of things of more mistakes to be made like more things to have happened in the public but I don't know if they're on that list no maybe not a, Britney is kind of in in Aaron's world and I but why don't and again we don't know about what kind of substances she may or may not be mm-hmm. using. I saw a headline today. She has back issues or something. And dancing helps that. I, again, we, we don't know. We just know what they show us. But What she shows us. Right. Um, I forget who it was recently. And I think that's the first time I was ever comfortable in the air saying, this person... This was this was going to happen, and at least now, maybe this is probably the first time in their lives they've had peace. And I would say the same thing about Aaron Carter. Like we don't know where these people go, mm-hmm. um, and and I, it's devastating. But I hope other people can view it that way, because again, he has had nothing but demons in his life for the entirety of his his life of fame. So the Backstreet Boys had a show last night. They still performed, and to see how emotional all of them were was really sad. Because it's like you think about Aaron. And like he was such a young performer when they were, you know, I was an Aaron Carter fan. Like I had post Aaron Carter posters. I had You're about the same age. Yeah. Well, I'm younger than him. Okay. Um, Don't age me. But yeah, you know, I had posters and I thought he was attractive, but I loved his brother more. So but I was not like as hurt as I think some other people were. You know, I wasn't going to go sharing it. And this is so sad. Like I still will never feel as sad as I was when Chadwick Boseman died. I mean, that one just oh, yeah. blew, like, blew me out of the water. So let me tell you a story. Uh, Ryan Coogler was obviously doing a lot of press for, for the movie. Mm-hmm. And there's something I read last week. I forget when this was. But they were, he called Chadwick up, I guess, to talk about the script. And he said he had to kick his wife out of the room. And, and, and uh, Ryan reiterated the quote from Chadwick, I guess he said, I got to ask the wife to leave. You know these these Marvel things and, and the NDAs. So he asked mm-hmm. his wife to leave the room. And I guess uh, Ryan was talking to Chad and it, he said he wasn't going to be able to get around to it. And he just kind of like murmuring around. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess Ryan thought he was just tired, exhausted, blah, yeah. blah, blah. And I don't think he... I think Ryan wound up saying, I don't think he read the script because he was... At the end of his battle and too tired to read the mm. script. Well, he wasn't. From what I know, well, what we know um, is that he wasn't supposed to, you know, he, the the, the forecast showed that he was going to recover, but he had, but something had happened quickly and it happened fast and it took his life. You know, oh, I think really? it was an infection or something like that, but he was 
forecasted to recover from the cancer. Like there was a good outcome. You know, there was a high percentage of a good outcome for so him. He died the end of tw- December 2020. I believe so. I think I had just come from a Marvel movie. I can't remember what movie we had seen, but we had Thomas and I had just come from a movie. And I remember where I was at in my room when I saw and just cried. Movies weren't open then. No, we had come from a movie. Definitely. No, you were the only one there. <laughs> Maybe, <I'm> t- um, <laughs> which was yeah, fun. Mov- movies were like so. The- spouses don't get to know the secrets. No, I, I, I the, the quote. Was Thank God like, we're not actors because we would have been spilling the beans to each other a long time ago. The, the quote seemed like he might be joking and 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 embellishing it a bit. Oh. And, and he sounded like jovial about it when when Ryan Coogler was retelling the story. Um, but it wasn't that long before his death, and I forget when it was. Maybe it was in that fall. When Chadwick was on a Nord show, uh-huh. and everybody's like, "Yeah, well, he looks cracked out," and yeah. then everybody had to like retract that in horror. Yep, like he was about to die from cancer. Do you think that's happening to Jessica Simpson? Who knows? Because she, well, you would describe that the viral Jessica Simpson Pottery Barn like uh, ad or. Um, influencer video she was kind of supporting pottery barn she did a i think a tiktok and she was showing her daughter's room and she did not look well and she did not sound well and they said well she's lost 100 pounds and it's like but you know what i mean like you can't deny that there's parallels to her and maybe some other things potentially going on other than weight loss if you are a public figure you're going to receive some criticism you can't really escape it um you know what i mean there just there, there could be some parallels maybe it was a dangerous weight loss you know maybe it was in fact from her weight loss but she didn't go about weight loss in the healthiest kind of way some people get on uppers to lose weight you know <laughs> like it's just you know, she she Jessica Simpson did go viral this weekend and not in a good way. Um, so I, hopefully she recovers well from that feedback, when that I was criticism. Typing in her name, the third predictive entry was Jessica Simpson Pottery Barn. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean it 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 was as soon as I saw it because the ad popped up in my like page and it was it was the Pottery Barn ad. It wasn't the somebody like sharing resharing it and and then stitching it and criticizing her it was the actual ad and that was my very i'm like oh my god like this is jarring a little bit i have a i wonder to share with you what so more people than ever know what twitter is now even though they were probably extremely averse to it before so Mm -hmm. many people would say i don't understand it i'm like just type out a thought in less than 140 characters i'm like what do you mean Uh, okay whatever i i have loved twitter you know i hate pictures and videos Mm -hmm. um i have curated it to where i can follow and and pull it it's like my front page instead of going site to site i can just go there um and i know that that is a platform where Many minorities and famous people have been destroyed by faceless people, trolls who have 30 different accounts just to assail one person that they have some mind-boggling dislike of. Um, and as people, all this Elon Musk stuff, mm. he he seems to be a, a bit manic and is just like, in the same way before he was like, I think I'm going to go to the moon. He's 
all these thoughts, like these stream of consciousness are actually becoming business behavior now. I'm wondering, as people depart Twitter and there's something out there something about, about something called Mastodon, there will, there will be other platforms, I guess, and they will hopefully learn from the mistakes. Facebook's about to fire a lot of people because their stock has gone from like 350 to 90. Um, the the tech boom is over. And I wonder if the future social media platforms, if that's what they'll be, will learn from the mistakes of these places. Or this is the big, I wonder, I wonder if they, if they, they won't go to these other places and they'll just go, this was the breaking point. I'm, I'm healthier, not on these places. And you absolutely are. I don't think so. No, I, I I completely agree. The heavy hitters are going to stay. Uh, but the heavy hitters that dislike him and his practices are already leaving. Now, it might bring others on, and it'll become more fractured. But I, I mean, like, somebody like me. I mean the social media heavy hitters. So, like, your Facebooks and your Instagram. Like, the, the social medias. I think that, like, Snapchat is fizzling out some. So, I think that there's still, like, a shelf life for them. But, like, Instagram and Facebook, I think, are the two, are, like, the mom and dad. And then TikTok kind of comes in. But I feel like even TikTok is going to have a shelf life. So does, does. so does Snapchat, Twitter, but I think that um, I think we're still going to have the two big ones for I, for good forever. I don't I don't know about Facebook. I think it's really cloudy because he bet the house on the metaverse, which that's the problem. If you are attempting to be a visionary and your big bet fails. I suppose. What is it now? Megalodon? What's the... Ma- Mastodon. It sounds like a destination from Mount Olympus. Like, it sounds like somewhere Hercules went to get his wings back. I was, like, think, I was thinking of... What like, is that? I was thinking of, like, Megalodon That's or what? some, like, prehistoric beast. And, like I told you earlier, I was like, I can see the terror of anti-Semitism. Yeah. I can see the demise of Twitter... Where one day I open the app and I get like a 404 message. Luckily, I am at that age where I could give a damn about using other services mostly. I do still use, I use TikTok. I enjoyed it. But I'm probably not going to, whatever comes up that's new, I'm not going to care. I bear, I, I like tried and failed at Twitter. We know this. I do have a Twitter account that's probably still up that I had 10 years ago that probably have really embarrassing stuff on it. I can't. I don't know my passwords to delete the account, but I'm probably, I'm sure I have one. But, you know, the other one tried and failed. So we're just, we're done. I barely use Instagram anymore unless it's in my story. I'm a stories content sharer only. Like, and then Facebook, it is what it is. I'm not going to wish you happy birthday. What? I don't wish people happy birthday on Facebook. Sorry. Oh, Only in real life. Oh, I I love the birthday things. You know why? Your Transformers GIF or whatever that is, like your happy oh, birthday. Oh, I, I I retired that. <laughs> I, I I like seeing whose birthday it is, so I can add and subst- add and subtract to who is on my page. Really? Like, who are you? Goodbye. Really? And then other people I like will genuinely genuinely care about. Here's a secret. Depending. Smart. How I like you, how much I like you, you'll be able to know by if you get a birthday thing for me and how many birthday cake emojis I use. Shut up, because I think my mom just got one. She's going to be sad. 
no. Was Tell it, her you're sorry. She listens to the show. Was it one? Last thing, and of all the things we discussed, this is by far like the most vital to everyone's day-to-day being and what has consumed so many people over the last week. The line is still too long at Raising Cane's. Oh, my God. I mean, literally, we have attempted, my bless them, my husband and my mom just don't get it. They love you guys, but you're not going to get Cane's for at least another couple of weeks. It would be easier to drive to Sandusky than it would to get Cane's from this Perrysburg one. It's just ridiculous. The police are still out there around the clock. Like, it's just silly. I think the other one is going to be on the Secor Corridor. Oh, and dumb. I, I think, dumb. I think that's also where Culver's is going. Dumb! Our Culver's is right up the street as well. The one thing that I want to know, and I need somebody, whenever we share this on social media and somebody listens, somebody that has gone to Cane's that has ordered online, do you have to wait in line too? Or do you get to tell the police officer and then jump the line? Because the way that it works, you pull into this business uh park and there's an officer that stops you before you even get past the first like entrance to the parking lot and they're like are you here for canes and we'll say yes okay then you need to go there follow the other guy and go there but if i say yes i have an online order does she tell me to turn right and i get right into the line in front of the uh, the people that have been waiting for four hours inquiring minds want to know because if i if i can just order online and i only have to wait like 10 minutes then i'll do that is it the Somebody per- tell us, is please. It the, is it the Perrysburg police? Yes, Perrysburg. Yes, because I live in the township, but I don't think the township come all the way up to Route 20, so I think it's just Perrysburg. Yeah. Quick, one last quick thing. You'll. I don't know where my words are at today. Maybe they're all messed up from watching Barbarian last night. Did you watch that? Do you want to see my new shoes? Thomas says they're my... Leprechaun shoes. Oh, I like those a lot. Do you? Those are like throwback 80 shoes. I like I those a lot. Them. Should I put a lot, penny- a lot. Should I put pennies in them? They're Mark Fishers. Yes, and wear white socks. <laughs> we know what my Halloween costume is going to be. Next year. Okay, so here's the last thing. Last okay. night, remember when uh, we had to announce people to move their cars or they were going to get towed? Yeah. Did you see the mommy cop show up? Yes. And it was funny. I, I, I thanked him for coming out and he's like, this is what we're here for. And my brain didn't compute because who do we normally associate with? TPD. Right. I called him a TPD. I was like, oh, great. TPD's here. What's your talent, sir? Do you want to get out there? He's like, I'm mommy. Yeah. Sorry. He's the, handsome. The, 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 that's what we're here for. Mommy. Making people, making sure people's cars are not blocking entrances. Meanwhile, we're dealing with TPD people where the bullets are flying. Well, you know what? I was glad that he was like, well, I said, listen, there's only like two more acts left. And at the time, we had thought the judging was only going to be like five minutes max. Tracy, it was like 25. And um, I said, it's going to be done in a minute anyway. And he goes, oh, okay. So he, he was kind of cool. I was like, don't even... You know, he was just probably to have. He was probably happy to have something to do on a Sunday night. I think I was annoyed that the uh, theater director or owner already had the tow company on standby before we even had a chance to tell them that their cars were in the way. Can you not read? But but still, like it, you know. I guess because I've worked for lots of businesses where I had to call the tow company. Like people don't so easily call tow companies because it's like it's. You'll be fine. You know, just tell them to move. We don't need to call the tow company. I'm sure they'll move if they're faced with a $100 bill or whatever. When I lived downtown, 
I prayed for somebody to park in my spot. Oh my god! I was uh, you Karen. I was that phone meme. You're a male Karen, a Kevin. It says right there, and there were other times the toe wouldn't get out there fast enough. So we had these uh, the the signs that said "Don't park here." Uh, they were plugged into like uh, a bucket with cement. Yeah, I would pick it up. It was pretty heavy, and put it behind their car. Oh my god! What an Bye. Am- what an asshole! That's me.